destroy all challengers. In the end, what they crave most is power. You cannot imagine what one man will do to stay on top and how far the rest will go to bring him down until you order WCW Greed. Sunday, March 18th at 8 Eastern, live and only on pay-per-view. We get into the, the retro review, which is a pretty yeah, fun one. I didn't watch. You didn't watch it? Ah, you didn't watch it? You guys said it at the exact same time. That made me laugh. Exact same <laughs> time you guys said, what is It was actually pretty good. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? You know, I thought I had nothing else to do in my life. Hey, shit, I'm doing laundry right now. I got three kids what? and I managed to find time really? to watch it. That's not my problem. Should I like watching the retro stuff more than I like <laughs> watching the fucking new product? I mean, I, I'm starting to feel that way too. So. <laughs> maybe we should just stop talking about the new stuff and just start doing start retro stuff. Retro start, watch, stuff. <laughs> start watching like episodes of like fucking WCW Thunder from like fucking 1999. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there's there's probably enough. Well, we could do. Yeah. Anyway, but the the pretty much the theme for this month since it's December, the final month of 2020. Um, I wanted to do the retro reviews as the final pay per views, televised shows of like you know ECW, WCW. So this week's retro review is WCW Greed, uh, which of course was WCW's final pay per view uh, before the buyout from WWE. And they shut their doors permanently. So this was, uh, was it March of 2001? Uh, I don't remember the date. I just uh, watched the preview. Yeah, I usually put the. I definitely don't remember the date because I didn't watch the preview. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, March 18th, 2001. I've really like a lot of the stuff that was going on at this time. Like I don't yeah. remember a lot of like some of these feuds that were happening. Um, I do remember the, the cruiserweight tag team title tournament. Cause I really, I paid attention to that. Like anytime there's a title tournament, I'm watching love title tournaments. It's so much fun. Um, of course, cruiserweight title match, you know, huge Shane Helms fan. I make no, I don't hide that at all that I'm not, a, that I'm a Shane Helms fan. It's, it's right out there. About it. If you know Chris Matthews, Shane you Holmes know about amazing. that. Yep. I think it was this match <laughs> that made him a fan, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, you think so? I don't uh, think so. Yeah, he came out dancing. I think, once you, saw, I think once you saw it was actually that, like, an act was an actual superhero that wrestled. He just just it won him over. Well, Helms, he wasn't yeah, a superhero in WCW. When he debuted in WCW, he was. Sugar Shane Helms, but he was part ah, of the boy there, band. There we go. Yeah, there it is. You loved boy bands. Yes. But what made me what made me a fan is like I wasn't a fan of three count when they debuted. Like they're kind of they're super annoying, which they're supposed to be. What made me a fan was their ladder match. It was three count and the young dragons. The ladder match that they had is what made me a fan because those guys put in work. 
and it wasn't just you know Shane Helm. It's, you're talking about Shannon Moore, Evan Courageous, uh, Jamie Noble was also involved in that match as well as he was part of the Young Dragons. Um, Jimmy Wang Yang, you know our famous Asian cowboy in WWE, was also involved in that match. So I can't remember. I cannot remember the third member of uh, the Young Dragons, but like it was, it was pretty solid match. It was a great ladder match. Man. But um. Yeah, so let's get into WCW Green. We're going to start off uh, first match on the card. Pretty much a throwaway match between some dude named Jason Jett and uh, Kwee Wee. Yeah, that was a good match. <laughs> it, it was a good match. Um, I remember Kwee Wee quite fondly, actually. He's a very interesting character. He was he was one of those guys that was like very flamboyant. But like as soon as he got pissed, like he just beat the shit out of you. Like he was um uh who's Queewee? Queewee is uh Alan Funk. And Jason Jet. Jason Jet was um yeah. in ECW under the name Easy Money. Yeah. Easy Money. But he was in um, ECW prior to WCW. So he was pretty much there like the last few months that WCW was around. Uh, It was a pretty good match. It was very hard hitting. Like these guys, like just like we we just beat the shit out of Jason Jett. (laughs) Uh, Jason Jett ended up, did end up picking up the win in that match though, which is pretty good. Uh, uh, we lost we lost Garrett. It's okay, because he didn't watch pay-per-view anyway. <laughs> Carl, you still there? I must be the only one here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> I thought um, Anchor was going to kick us off. Yeah. There's G Money. He's back. That's weird. <laughs> All right. So, um, second match on here was Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo taking on the Filthy Animals, uh, which was Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, this was for the inaugural WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship. Um. This was by far probably my favorite match next to um, the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I'm going to say this, and y'all probably hate me for saying this. I'm not a big Billy Kidman fan. My my thing with Kidman is, like, I like Kidman. The reason why I started liking Kidman, it's kind of – it's – really funny yeah. uh is his shooting star press like it's the first time i've ever seen that move and i don't well, think anybody does anymore. it better than he does you almost killed himself but uh, yeah no but um, he was just for me he's like um he's like, like that's Bret hart like I ain't, i'm not going to like deny and say he's not a good wrestler he just doesn't have the charisma like at all yeah, that's one of those things, and it, that like they tried to push him with that that whole new blood and 
millionaires club angle that they were doing. I mean, he's, he defeated Hogan three weeks in a row. He's the only person to do that three weeks in a row, three consecutive pinfalls over Hulk Hogan. Billy Kidman It's crazy to even think that even have that in there. And that was actually one of our trivia questions. We're doing weekly trivia too, but, um, yeah, so the Cruiserweight Tag Title Tournament, this this right here. So the first round um, on Nitro was Kid Romeo and Elix Skipper taking on the team of Air Raid, which was Air Paris and Air Styles. Air Styles, of course, is AJ Styles. So which uh, we all know Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo picked up the win on that one. And then advance on to take on the Young Dragons, um, which was Yun Yang, of course, which is Jimmy Wang Yang. And Kaz Hayashi was the other, was the third member that I couldn't remember. Um, they defeated Mike Sanders and Kui Wee. Uh, of course, the, the Filthy Animals defeated Johnny Swinger. Look at that. Johnny Swinger on Nitro back in the day. Now he's a staple on Impact. Uh, then they defeated Filthy Animals, defeated Three Count, which was Evan Courageous and Shannon Morrow, who beat Jason B and Scotty O. And then we get to the finals of with Rip, um, Skipper and Romeo and the Filthy Animals. Like, I really enjoyed that match. And like, Kidman hit that shooting star press too, um, off the top rope to the outside, which he calls the uh, the Kitakazi, which was pretty cool. And you see, like, some shades of, like, over Ray Mysterio with, like, the Tiger Faint, um, which, yeah. you know, Mysterio would do as a 619. A lot of cool stuff in that matchup. Quite enjoyed that one. Uh, then we had a singles matchup between Bam Bam Bigelow and Sean Stasiak. Forgot how good her leg was. Stacey Keebler at ringside. So, uh, Sean Stasiak, of course. <laughs> Uh, Sean Stasiak, you remember his brief run in WWE as Meat, part of uh, the PMS team with Pretty Mean Sisters with um, Ivory and Jacqueline. <laughs> you know, they would, he would literally come out in underwear, and that's what he wrestled in was tidy whities. Yeah. That probably was definitely more of a highlight of his career than anything he did in WCW. <laughs> uh, but this this match wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't one of the better matches on the card. But I mean, it was Bam Bam Bigelow. Like no, you can't really no. can't really hate on Bam Bam. Um, but Stasiak Stasiak did get the win, unfortunately, which sucks. But uh, then we had a tag team matchup, Lance Storm and Mike Awesome taking on Hugh Morris and Conan. Yeah. This one was pretty fun. Like it was definitely definitely strange seeing Hugh Morris and Conan team together. But um, you know, storyline leading up to that, they all had issues with Team Canada. Um but Team Canada was weird, like but a it, weird combination. It was, uh, I mean, Mike Awesome had dropped the that seventies guy gimmick. And I mean, you had Lent, you had Lent yeah. Storm. I Which mean, is great. they were both really good, man. I, I like, I like the match. Well, yeah, at one yeah, point, two hacks all Jim Duggan was part of Team uh, Canada. Traded, uh, became a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, so you had Mike Awesome, Jen Duggan, Major Guns, because she lost a mat. They lost a match. Um, Bret Hart was a part of uh, Team Canada in WCW. Maybe. It's like a manager or something. That's what I'm looking at. It's like possibly. That was after he got hurt. Right? Mike Awesome, Jim Duggan. I think so. Yeah. Um, Carl Ouellette, of course, uh, PCO. Uh, Jacques Rougeau. So the uh, the Quebecers were part of Team Canada. Um, and of course, Elix Skipper and obviously Lance Storm. So interesting. Yeah, definitely weird. It did not. Like WCW did some weird stuff in here. But, um, oh, what am I looking at? Can we go back here? What's that? Picked up a win in that match. It was Team Canada defeating Hugh Morris and Conan, which is still a fun matchup. Uh, let's see. Cruiserweight title match, which was probably hands down my favorite match on the card. Just a really solid matchup, regardless of my um, fandom for Shane Helms and, of course, Chavo Guerrero. And you have two really great cruiserweight wrestlers. And this would be the the first time that Helms won the cruiserweight championship right. in WCW. Um, pretty much held it, it until really the final match. Nitro. Yeah. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, man. I forget how you, like, you kind of forget how good, good Chavo Guerrero is. He's He's good, man. He, like he's probably one of the more underrated lots, wrestlers. I, mean, I didn't watch WCW, but him and uh, Lucha Underground was really good. Before him being himself. Oh right. yeah, what was that? That was the first season he was in. Oh yeah, Chavo. Chavo's an amazing talent. Like even in WCW, like the early, early days of Chavo, like just phenomenal like i think he should have got a lot yeah. farther than what he did yeah he never got like the big push yeah. you know that other people got but i mean but he was a really yeah. good really good worker and it said he got you know thrown into feuding with hornswoggle for the cruiserweight championship <laughs> but definitely definitely someone that deserved like more like a U.S. title run or an Intercontinental Championship run or something like that. Oh, God. Yeah, Shane Helms. The, the crap thing with this is they changed his music. Like they dubbed it over because it should have been the Vertebreaker song. And it was just some like generic thing. So I don't know if they've got the rights to the, the Vertebreaker music. But it was cool to actually to see to see the Vertebreaker get hit. Since, you know, yeah. WWE banned it. <laughs> Love that move. The, the finish actually, Chavo looked like he was trying to do the vertebreaker, and then Shane actually reversed it and ended up hitting Chavo with the vertebreaker. That was pretty cool. Uh, another solid tag team match, <laughs> squash match, Chuck oh, Lombo and Sean O'Hare defending the WCW Tag Team Championships against 
Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger, aka that might totally have been the, uh, the fucking match that fucking killed WCW right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Garrett, I the, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like, who thought it was a good Luger. idea to give Lex Luger a, micro, a microphone? Put it, put it to you like this, Buff. Buff Bagwell so and fucking bad. Lex Luger like fucking talk longer than the goddamn match is. And... Yeah. Yeah, they, they talk for like and 10 they, minutes. Uh, match lasts they brag about uh, beating Goldberg because, you know, Goldberg got injured and so they help. Well, I think like if Goldberg lost, like he had to leave the company and so they beat Goldberg at the previous pay-per-view, I want to say, maybe. And uh, I think so. But yeah, they're bragging about it, and everything is this. Wait, it was done. (laughs) He's like, "Hey, you're totally buffed. (laughs) I'm the total package." Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I think Luger is high. They're probably both. Like, he's on something during this promo. I, they gotta be. That promo was so bad. And like they literally come out like Palumbo and O'Hare. Like, I love Sean O'Hare. Like he's like out of the, the natural born thrillers, like Sean O'Hare and um Reno were probably like my two favorites out of that that stable. Like they come out like Palumbo just like they just destroyed Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger. Like Plumbo hits his kicks, and then Sean O'Hare does the uh, the senton or the shanton bomb on both of them, and they like they pin like they each pin one member of the team, get the three, yeah. and just walk out. <laughs> like yo, fuck this shit, we're done. So it's like they just weren't playing around, and then they go to like some highlights of like uh, Canyon hitting Canyon cutters on random ass people. Which was just, it's just hilarious. Just like some dude walking in a parking lot. Here comes Canyon wearing a blonde wig, dressed up like DDP, and hitting a freaking <laughs> diamond cutter. <laughs> this old man just walking through the parking lot. Oh, gosh. It's like constantly like you're sitting there like a rental car place. <laughs> oh, here comes Canyon. Canyon cutter. Yeah, uh, you gotta watch it, Garrett. I think he even hit an old lady with it, too. <laughs> well, they're going through this whole, like, this video package, you know, hyping up, you know, Canyon versus oh, yeah. Ernest the Cat Miller. And they cut back, and they're still trying to get Buff and Luger out of the ring. <laughs> they're just, like, laying there. So they finally get them out the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm still yeah, laughing about was, the freaking like, the canyon, I said, you gotta watch it, yeah. canyon cutters like the everyone. So. <laughs> canyon. Yeah. This this match was really good. Like, I enjoyed this matchup, too. Uh, the cat is very underrated. We all know how good Chris Canyon is. You're like, who better than Canyon? Nobody. So, like, it was... Yeah. <laughs> it was a great match. I mean, Ernest Miller got the, got the, the win. You know, he's pretty much out there, you know, 
trying to defend the honor of Miss Jones, who Canyon had hit the Canyon Cutter on previously. <laughs> but it was it was really great. Like there's a couple Canyon hit a couple flatliners. Um, I think he he attempted the Canyon Cutter a couple times, but uh, Cat picked up the win with the feliner, which was you know his like roundhouse type kick that he did. It was pretty cool. It was a good match. Yeah, like, I really good. enjoyed Ernest and Cat Miller. It was good. It makes you wonder, if, you know, if Bischoff would have got that group uh, by the 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 WCW, if you know they could have got the ball rolling, you know, stayed in business. Because I mean, yeah. it was it was like after you get Hogan and I mean, once you got all the dead weight off of the show, I mean, you still had Buff Bagwell and like Sluger and shit, but I mean. You know, they start putting together a pretty good show. Yeah, like, this pay-per-view was surprisingly good. Like, you didn't have, like, well, I mean, you still had a lot of older names on here, but it was a pretty solid mix. Like, you know, some of these guys that were in the main event, you know, would earn their spot in the main event. Um, And some of these guys, like, you know, still working their way up the card, some young talent. I mean, unfortunately, Sean O'Hare gets the WWE, they break up him and Chuck Palumbo, and they have nothing else. They have nothing to do with them. Like, they don't know how to use them. So, like, even then, like, they gave him Piper as a mouthpiece, and, like, they still couldn't get him over. He's a phenomenal talent. Like, he had the, the look, everything. It's just a great character, and they just they couldn't get him over. Like, if they would have kept him in the tag team with Chuck Palumbo, Palumbo and O'Hara would have gotten over as a tag team. But said they made they tried to make Palumbo a biker. So, like you can't do that when you got like one of your top level talents riding around yeah. on a motorcycle too on the same show. But um yeah, so we had that one. We had the WCW United States heavyweight title match between Rick Steiner and Booker T. This one this one wasn't bad. It wasn't like the best yeah, match on here. Um but it was pretty good. Um, Booker T ended up picking up the win, of course, becoming the new United States champion. Uh, The next matches on here was Dusty and Dustin Rhodes teaming together to take on the team of Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett. Um, I was kind of watching this. My wife was getting ready for work, and she's looking. I was looking at said to her, I was like, you know, why does Ric Flair look like (laughs) Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man? Oh man, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, like Ric Flair for some reason wore street clothes. I guess to like make, in that, the uh, freaking Dusty Rhodes feel better about wearing what the fuck he wore out. Um, I don't know, but that was Dusty's ring attire. Like during his like those last parts of his career, like he straight up wore the jeans and the. Yeah, that's- like the button up with the cowboy hat and the knee pads over the jeans. It's tight doesn't fit anymore. When he probably not. So like even wasn't he was in ECW when him um TNA when he wrestled, that's what he wore. And that match he had in WWE yeah. when he but, teamed I mean, with Cody. Yeah. That's what he wore too. And I've actually got but got he, a figure uh, of him in that. I mean he didn't take too many stuff. bumps. I mean I don't um, think he was really in enough shape to really wrestle. Mm-hmm. No, nah, yeah, Dustin did the majority of the the match in here. 
mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. The, it wasn't bad. The ass kissing um, thing wasn't that good Dusty, either. I was like, man, I could have like did a better ass kissing thing. <laughs> Especially yeah. when they built up to like Dusty eating burritos like, all day. Moon, <laughs> moon them, did that, like a thing. Oh, like, the point of that? Oh, that was pretty bad. But um, yeah, the main event WCA World Heavyweight Championship match: Scott Steiner yeah. defending against Diamond okay, Dallas Page. Count anywhere match. Well, let's count anywhere. Steiner's yeah. promo that was just great, though. <laughs> you go out of the ring, I'm gonna go out of the ring. <laughs> I'll pin you with your people. It's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> oh man, but Steiner was like their go-to for the for the WCW championship. He held that title yeah. for quite a while towards the end of their run. Big Papa Pump. Oh, uh, let's see. Big bad booty daddy. List the WCW Heavyweight Champions. Let's see how long Scott Steiner actually held that title. So Scott Steiner won the title November 26, 2001. And held it until March 26th or November 26th of 2000 when Steiner won. It was a straight jacket steel cage match at WCW Mayhem. And then lost it to Booker T on the final Nitro. I knew that happened, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope people know that happens now. But uh, yeah. So Scott Steiner versus DDP. Like, I I don't know what you can say. Like, there's other matches on here that were better than this main event, but it was it wasn't it's like the same last match. It wasn't great. wasn't terrible. You know, it was it was okay. Um, this was pretty much like the prime of DDP's career, and and unfortunately, it was past Scott Steiner's prime. <laughs> But we all love Scott Steiner anyway. That's okay. So WCW Greed, the final pay-per-view of WCW. I I enjoyed it. I think it was a steady like six and a I half out of ten. Than that. I mean um, I definitely recommend watching it. Like I said, it didn't have the like the so? star power that like your old school WCW pay-per-view would have, but I mean they had some pretty solid matches uh, outside of the yeah. tag team match. Um, you know, uh, like I said, if Eric Bischoff could have got the group of buyers that he was trying to get, you know, together to purchase the company from uh, Ted Turner before um, Vince McMahon did. Or AOL. Well, Tom, Warner. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Warner. Tom <laughs> Warner. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was um, yeah, because Turner yeah. had sold it to AOL Time Warner, 
Yeah, so they still had because a lot of those guys had contracts like Hogan, Hall, Nash, Goldberg. Like the reason why they didn't jump to WWE after WCW closed is because they still had those guaranteed contracts from AOL Time Warner. And all the other ones were were still were under like WCW contract. So they're been like they're getting paid the big bucks from AOL Time Warner, where the other ones were, you know. Yeah, but uh, from WCW. So obviously, I take that option too to sit at home and still make money. Well, that's pretty solid. So um, next week we'll take a look at the the final Nitro. So I'm pretty excited for that one. I remember that fondly. It was actually at the uh, that nightclub, if I remember correctly, Panama City Beach, Florida. It was the uh, the nightclub where they used to where they usually had like the uh, the nitros okay. at where they put the ring in the center of the pool. It's like anytime anytime you knew they were going there, someone's always going to go in that pool. So that was one of those things. Like, always look forward to. It's like oh shit, they're doing it at that nightclub. Oh, someone's getting thrown in the pool. <laughs> so we'll take a look at that next week for our retro yeah. review. Maybe Garrett will find a time to watch it. First. Uh, are you asleep now? <laughs> Burner Breaker! It's the original KID. Started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When hell's a busy spot, all the marks are through. Burner Breaker! We'll break your spine. Burner Breaker! Does the trick every time. Burner Breaker! We'll slap your face. Burner Breaker! Break it like the bulls with the face. Jabroni's take notice, Sugar Shane is a